Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Here, inside the Triple Nation Facebook group, and we are bringing you a very impromptu, very spontaneous tournament just for your Saturday afternoon pleasure. It is called Animated Madness. And I brought two of my crew from Gutter Talk and Spoiler Alert here to chat it up with me today. Introduce yourselves, brothers. Uh, my name is Brian Lieb, and uh, it's a lot of stuff about me, but that's like... <laughs> <my name. laughs> that's the main thing. Your, your name is the main... <laughs> Meeting, it's the part that people hear first and laugh. <laughs> every time, every time we leave each other, he always walks away from you being like, "I've been Brian Lieb. Enjoy yeah. today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to, I like you put it at a button on the end so people remember. <laughs> and I'm Johnny Destructo, aka JD, aka Jadles, aka the Thwip Tribble. Yo, what's up? So I, so we have come together for your listening and viewing pleasure today here in Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be doing, like I said, animated madness. And you can you can chime in right there on Facebook. You can leave your comments. We will see them in real time. And you know how these madness tournaments go down that the Black Tribbles do. It's not March, but March never seemed to end this this year. Um so we're we're doing it we're doing another one because why not? It's April and it's, Madness. It's April. It's April Animated Madness. See, see, this is why Brian's here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, a, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I've been Brian. I've been Brian, and you've Brian been leaved. <laughs> you just been leaved, suckers. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so this is uh, actually what you are listening to, ladies and gentlemen, are three-fourths of the crew that get down on the Cult Pop Go podcast network, bringing you spoiler alert every every week that Jadles over there is um, mans the reins there. But me and Jadles, we kind of run gutter talk, so we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. Now, the way this works is we have 64 animated series. The premise is that they're all on the same network, but only one show, only one show will make it to prime time. Okay. And we're going to be ranking these shows and they're not fighting it out, 
but we're ranking these shows on the quality. No, <laughs> no, there's no no fighting going on. I've got I've got my bucket of glue and my bucket of broken glass here for my fist. Like <laughs> I broke all this glass for nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Directly to your fists? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I do it. You dip it in the glue, you dip it in the glass, you let it sit overnight, <laughs> then, you're ready to, then you're ready to go. Sure, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happens. So, uh, um, so what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to rank these shows on basis of their quality, so the quality of the show, and the quality of the show for the time it is in which it was made, okay? That I think that's only fair. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, then for their relevance to the culture in the time that the show um, aired and whether or not it still resonates today. Indeed. I think because that is, that is something timely as well. Mm. And then there'll be other factors, whether how much we love them. What, what you got a book for, JD? I was taking notes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we're going to be other factors, you know, how much we like them, how long the show lasted, because I think, you know, mm. the show is fairly success, more successful than another one, depending on the reasons why that mm. should play a part in it. Uh, and, you know, they should get some points for that. Um, we're going to have some fun. All right. I hope we have some fun and we hope you have some fun checking us out. Like I said, leave your comments over there on the side and we're going to start this off the first the first round is gargoyles versus full metal alchemist mm. yeah th this is a this is a, this is the deep cut here now gargoyles wait a minute hold on hold on <laughs> hold on brian <laughs> now, Gargoyles, for those who's watching who do not know, this series featured a species of nocturnal creatures known as gargoyles that would turn to stone during the day. After spending a thousand years in an enchanted, petrified state, the gargoyles who have been transported from medieval Scotland are reawakened in modern-day New York City and take on roles as the city's secret nighttime protectors. This show aired from 1994 to 1997. It was a syndicated show. Um, it was Disney's um, foray into kind of like action adventure in their in their afternoon um, animated block of the time, and it it has deep deep followers even today. There are people that love themselves some gargoyles, right? Yeah. Now it is going up against. It's only fair to. Show, to it is going up against to be fair full metal alchemist brotherhood which is a japanese anime television series adopted from the full metal alchemist manga of same name um brotherhood is the series that kind of hewed closer to the actual story of the of the manga and this series was about brothers edward and alphonse elric who are raised by their mother, Tricia, in the remote village of Rizembul in the country of Amistris. Um, and something happens to one of the brothers and he basically, his I believe like his soul or his whole essence gets locked in this body of armor. 
and they go on this on this journey to one see whether or not they can get them out of the army of the armor but along the way they develop their love for each other you know resonates throughout the whole entire series um irregardless of their situation um with the brother it is a anime series that is beloved by everyone who was in the anime uh i've watched a few episodes of it it was it was a little bit too deep for me i was like yo this don't make i i can't be crying on every freaking episode like this is this is, this is too this is too rough because i gotta i got a soft spot for shows that are about anything that's about brotherhood that kind of like i mean like real brothers 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 be, being brothers brothers like those brothers like that type of brothers that like that really like hits me and my brothers and um <laughs> <laughs> so so where we stand with gargoyles versus full metal alchemists well i tell you lynn i gotta go hardcore into gargoyles gargoyles number one uh if we're gonna put gargoyles versus full metal alchemist 100 it's got to be gargoyles and i'll give you a very good reason i've watched one episode of it and i've watched no episodes of full metal alchemist. <laughs> good reason the South- so gargoyles all day boys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wait a minute jd you are in the perfect age demographic to have watched Gargoyles. You mean to tell me you've only watched one episode of Gargoyles? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that was uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> I was like, let me try this this Gargoyles show everyone keeps talking about. And I watched one episode, and I may have, I, I may have fallen asleep, but uh, I definitely had it on. Cool. You were kind of like the gargoyles when they, yeah. during the day, fall asleep no matter what they are doing or how interesting it is. They- <laughs> Something else may have also been a factor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might improve gargoyles at this point in your right because, like, we've we've passed the prime time for gargoyles both in years and how old you are. So, you uh-huh. know, that's, that's you true. Like it, <laughs> you know. Now uh-huh. I remember. I, actually, I do remember. Um, was there some connection between uh, Gargoyles and the Batman animated series? The only connection was that it was, I think, there were a couple of the producers that on um, Gargoyles, uh, Disney contracted to help develop the show. There, okay, there was no I kind of connection story-wise. Yeah, so because, because it was kind of like in answer to what was happening with Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that that's it though. No. So perching on a gargoyle, they are the gargoyle. Exactly. Was- there you go. There you go, Brian. Thank you. You got it. You got it. It was um and uh they have actual wings. Um, I'll tell you, I did watch a lot of episodes of Gargoyles right when it was coming out, and it was awesome. I gotta give my vote to Gargoyles. The storylines were really cool, they were dark and interesting. Not dark emotionally, just like kind of, you know, uh, serious things happen. And also dark emotionally. Like there was some complicated, like Desdemona was uh, the main gargoyle's love interest. But then she wasn't subject to the curse that they all were. So she had to live for a thousand years without them. And it turned her very dark. And uh, one of the gargoyles, Coldstone, was turned into a half, you know, a half gargoyle, half. Well, he was a cyborg gargoyle, sci-fi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That shit was cool. They had Puck from, you know, fairy lore, Midsummer Night's Dream. And the voice casting, the voice acting was awesome. The animation was awesome and it looked great. 
cool like kind of side thing about the voice casting is there were like a ton of star trek next generation people were involved that's right because uh what was the main guy the main villain i think xanatos or something like that yeah, yeah something like that he was voiced by uh jonathan frakes number mm-hmm. one from star trek hey. next generation and i think uh desdemona was voiced by marina Sirtis. and they had kind of a thing those two characters yes. in that show which echoed you know, the Troy and Riker thing. And Coldstone was Worf and Puck oh, was Ben Spiner. That's right. That's right. I forgot uh, uh, Michael Dorn was uh, was Coldstone. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and actually Puck was both, or Brent Spiner was both Puck and the dude who looked just like Puck. And turned, it was like crazy, like interestingly convoluted plots. And it was cool. It was a good show. See, is it fair that Gargoyles is getting all this love because we can talk about it more than we can talk about Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, I mean, I think we got to make that uh, concession for a lot of these matchups. <laughs> I feel like it's going to happen. You, but, but actually... I, I knew Full Metal Alchemist existed. I saw an episode or two and I wasn't. It looked cool, but I just wasn't like drawn to it. And that's a real thing, you know. Oh, yeah. See, see that's the, see. That's one thing. So if we're looking on at our criteria, if we're looking over quality, because mm. um, they both ran like pretty much like around the same length of time, three or four years, right? Mm-hmm. Gargoyles decidedly went south in quality in its third season. Like nobody even talks about Gargoyles third season because it was mm. garbage. Because mm. I think it was like Gargoyles uh Gotham Knights or something like that. It was it was do like a switch, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it was garbage. The one thing about Full Metal Alchemist, which is true about most anime, is mm. that the quality pretty much stays the same throughout the entire run. So if it's good at the beginning, it usually mm. is good at the end as well. You know what I mean? Now, talk that up a bit to like differing styles in different nations of make you know like I know true. in England they do like they don't try they don't come up with a premise and then see how long it can go they do like series one after the next if they still got whereas especially earlier in u.s broadcasting it was like here's our idea let's go as long as we can get advertisers that's you know? true that well <laughs> yeah or as long as these toys sell these toys ain't selling right. later right that is very true you make it you oh, young make... justice oh, oh yes yeah. young justice yeah oh. but it came back <laughs> okay all right well it looks like gargoyles is going to take that one i can't believe it but gargoyles took it i didn't think that that was how that was going to go really well I, I, actually when i saw it was the three of us i pretty much knew that that's how it was. It was i am um, full metal alchem there is a there is a long list mm. of anime series that i have been <laughs> dying to watch and um this is not one of them, but mm. uh, it, it's it's at the bottom of the list. Like, there's so many more to get to. But Full Metal Alchemist is at least on my radar. Mm. Um, I did not grow up loving anime as much as a lot of people and manga. Uh, I've got I've dipped my toes into different um, specific manga and anime um, series. Um, right. And I, you know, but I'm at least I'm aware of this one. I know it's very popular and it uh, has quite a following. I just haven't gotten to it yet. All right. Well, next up is My Hero Academia versus King of the Hill. (laughs) Okay, now this one I can speak to. Right. Because I actually 
I'm in the midst. I'm actually on season six of a binge of King of the Hill. Mm. Really? And, yeah. I, I, you know what? Uh, what brought I, that? I, I, yeah. The same what? <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> I was wondering that myself this morning <laughs> as I turned back on King of the Hill. And I was like, "How sure. did it start?" Happen. You get in the in the zone. Yeah. You put one. You put one on. All of a sudden, an hour later, Netflix goes, are you still watching? And you go, I guess. I guess. I am. I'm awake, so I guess I am. (laughs) Well, so so I'm watching that, and I have watched most of My Hero Academia. So I can speak to this. Hmm. My Hero Academia had to grow on me because the lead of My Hero Academia, first of all, for people who don't know, is basically about an academy that teaches kids how to be heroes how to work with their powers but in this universe they call them quirks right um and is it the the academy is is run by the heroes of the world um and there's this one big hero who's the number who's the superman of this world he's called all might um who bestows his power onto this one kid um, I think his name is Suzuku. I don't remember. He's annoying because he cries every five minutes in this show. Uh, he breaks his hand like every fifth episode because he, I can't control the all might, but I gotta make it back with all my power. Oh, he's so fucking. I feel like I'm watching the show. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? All of the other characters are so fleshed, fleshed out. That by season four, I was in. I, I was. I'm, I was into the show. I, I, I do like it, and it has a huge following as well. Now, up against Midoriya. That, yes, that's his name, Midoriya. Yeah, Midoriya. That's up against King of the Hill, which is basically from the '90s, well, the '90s, early 2000s, and it's a show that is about this family in Texas, this Republican kind of christian family in texas um things go real left sometimes because it is animated it is bugged i actually just watched the episode where the father who was a a staunch republican no nonsense i tell you what texan but he realizes that he has a disease in that his butt has basically withered away to nothing and he has to wear a prosthetic butt in order to participate in the tractor race. It's insane. Wow, wow right? Yeah. King yeah. of the Hill is, is a very slept on show. It's mm. a very funny show. Mm. It's 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 slice of light, it's poignant, it's um it's it it talks about like it's got kids in there dealing with real, real emotional things. Um but it, but it's 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 crazy funny. That being said, I up against my hero Academia. Oh, I'm so glad Isaiah's not here. I got to give my vote to my hero Academia. Yeah, same. I'm actually watching My Hero Academia right now, and uh, that Midoriya does cry quite a bit. Um, everything is very dramatic. Everything is very, it's, it almost feels like, there's a lot of uh, anime that I've seen recently that feels like it's making fun of anime because it's so um, high tension and over the top and crazy. And um, and some, some of the fan service, the jiggle bits are mm-hmm. very uh, aggressive. 
aggressively giggling, but I'm like, this has to be like, a, like ironic. Right. Um, but um, yeah, this is very over the top. Every single decision is at the utmost importance and everything's at stake. What, you know, if I eat lunch today with somebody, you know, it's crazy. Um, but uh, it's so true. Yeah. And the, the one, the one thing I have a problem with is that it relies very heavily on flashbacks. Uh, I'm only about six or seven or eight episodes in, and I'm already getting tired of seeing things that just happened last episode in the <laughs> middle of the episode. I don't mean like previously on My Hero Academia. I mean like in the middle of the episode, a character will just sit there and remember things that happened last episode <laughs> in the middle of a fight. And I'm like, can we just watch the freaking fight, please? <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. It's very but the animation's true. a lot of fun. Um, the series itself is pretty bonkers. And um, I, I don't have that much experience with King of the Hill. Uh, I think I watched like maybe one or two episodes of that. I was never a big Mike Judge fan. I think he is more hits than misses for me. Mm. I was never a big... Um, more misses than hits? What did I say? Hits than misses. Yeah, he's more misses than hits. I Thank, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I never cared about uh, Beavis and Butthead. And... Um, oh, I see which way one of these votes is going to go. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah. King Office of the Hill. I, also, hanging out with staunch Republicans in, in Texas isn't really my bag either. So, um, I, I I do remember one. I've got one memory of that show, and it was for some reason Hank Hill and his son get up early, and the kid does something weird, and uh, basically the line is something like Hank Hill goes six a.m. and the boy's already not right, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the laughing really hard at that because he, he just. His son is very strange. In the his show. son is strange. His son, his son's dream is to grow up to be a prop comic. Oh, nice! Like Carrot Top, everyone's Egg, favorite Carrot, Carrot Top. Exactly. Yet he yeah. doesn't have that much respect for Carrot Top, though. Oh, it's well, funny. He knows it's the internet. <laughs> now I would have to give it. So here's the thing. I'm. I think I have to give it to My Hero Academia. I've never seen that show, but it sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds like a cool show. And it's got a good name. And if right. Brian's about anything, it's about a name. It's about exactly. names and only names. Yeah. Brian Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bobby on King of the Hill is great. Yes. And he's really funny. And the rest of it I found to be watchable. You know okay. what I mean? Like when it was on, I'd be like, all right, you know, Simpsons is on next or was just on or whatever the order was. Um, I forget if American Dad is on this list, but it kind of, you know, that's like a right wing kind of guy, but then veers into this crazy abstract. King of the Hill never did that for me. And I really only ever found Bobby to be like spot on, you know, really good. And My Hero Academia sounds like a fun show. So I'm going to vote for that. All right, it looks like My Hero Academia take uh, took this one. Not surprising to me, but um, I, I I submit to you all that you need to give uh, King of the Hill a, a, another run, another look, because it actually is a very cool show. Yeah. Next up, <laughs> oh, this is the fun just keeps on going. Um, <laughs> this may be another name vote. Uh, Neon Genesis. Evangelion versus Invader Zim. It's my jam. Mm. Which one? Both. Oh. Really? Okay. Yes, the, the, tough. Tough for you. 
Then give us give us the 30 second pitch on both series and then give us your thoughts. Go ahead, Jay. All right. So Neon Gen- Neon Genesis Evangelion, I just watched a couple months ago for the first time because it was one of those on my list that I had to get to, and I did it. I got to it. And so it is for the most part about um aliens that are angels. I'm sorry, angels that are coming to earth um to wreak havoc. And so humanity has created, they've taken They've done so much destruction to the top of the world, to the to the the buildings and everything, that they have started building buildings upside down underground. Right, right, right. Um, and so these these big alien uh, angels are coming to the earth to um, do some do some shit. And so they have giant mecha robots that they go into and they connect to, um, almost like um, what was that movie with the almost like uh, um um Pacific oh, Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, yeah, they connect with their machines, um, and if they don't connect correctly, the machine will go crazy, and um, uh, the mech mech robot will destroy everything. So you have to have a very specific sort of machine went crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, So um, yeah, uh, but at the very very end, it does something. um, I'm still not entirely sure. It gets very esoteric, and I heard um, that. It kind of flies off the rails. Uh, I also heard that they ran out of money, so mm-hmm. the animation is very strange um, and cobbled together. Yeah, because it's like um, like pictures is, uh, at, at one time, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yep, That's yep. Cool. It's very. They you can really tell that they're just trying to do what they can do uh, <laughs> in order to get the series finished. Is and, it um, for that reason? You know, is it like oh, but they did a good job be, with what they could do, or no? It's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The last episode is fine. Okay. <laughs> um, the rest of it is great. The rest of the the rest of the series is awesome. Um, I really like the rest of the series. And then Invader Zim is from Jonan Vasquez, who I grew up reading. Uh, he did independent comics before he got a contract with Nickelodeon to do a cartoon. Ooh. You might know him from Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Scream yeah. and I Feel Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, he does very violent, very dark funny comic books um he has a style all of his own but um then yeah then apparently he went into nickelodeon they were like make us a cartoon and from what i understand he just sort of pitched a cartoon and that became the show called invader zim Hmm. and it's about um an alien a very tiny alien he's not this small i'm just saying i'm demonstrating that he's small i'm about to say Uh, is he really that small i don't know he's like child size (laughs) but he comes from a race of aliens that the taller you are, the more important you are. Mm. Oh. So he's the he's the size of like a tw- a ten year old boy, mm. and you know the the rest of the aliens are all very tall. Oh, so um, he's an adult alien, but yes. he's just the size of a ten year old boy. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. And um, he he uh is very into conquering and helping out the tallest, and um they send him to just a shitty no-name planet that no one's ever heard of, that they really don't give a shit about, and that planet is called Earth. <laughs> um, so he comes to Earth uh, with his robot Gur and puts on just the flimsiest of disguises. And um, the, but for some reason, it works. And the only person who knows that he is an alien is Dib, uh, a fellow <laughs> 10-year-old boy in school uh, who's really into like the X-Files and, and hunting down Sasquatch and stuff like that. Um, it is a really absurd, crazy, dark, funny cartoon. 
Um, it is it is so good. It's so fun. I've heard nothing but great things about Invader Zim. I've never oh. watched an episode of it. It's great. Is it that cool? I highly recommend it. It's awesome. Didn't they just do a movie um, yes. not too long ago? It That was fine. But I would say watch the series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just give it a couple of episodes. And I mean, the the humor is a very specific sort of humor. So if you don't like that humor, you, you'll be able to tell pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I got to give it to Invader Zim because I just was so excited about that show coming on Nickelodeon. Um, me and uh, my wife would go down to, we lived in an apartment building and we didn't have cable, but there was a common room that had cable. Okay. And we would go down the every night that it was supposed to be on and just sit there and hoard the television <laughs> so that we could watch Invader Zim. And infuriatingly enough, more often than not, we would get down there and the show would be have been replaced with fairly odd parents for some reason. Oh down so there, we'd have our, our Cheetos and our nachos and stuff and ready to watch this show, and all of a sudden the fairly odd parents would come on and we'd be like, ah fuck. So yeah, I, ne- yeah. I, I never got into fairly odd parents. Yeah, me neither. It was a big disappointment to not have Invader Zim and instead have to watch Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's and Invader Zim. That's that's definitely one of the uh, top of my list of cartoons. All right, that's one vote for Invader Zim. Um, when I was growing up, there was a comic book called The Invaders, which was the um, adventures of Captain America, the original Human Torch, and the Submariner fighting in World War II. Um, the art was by Frank Robbins. Uh, it was written for the most part by Roy Thomas, who loves writing golden age characters. And um, it was really over the top. Like it, Frank, Frank Robbins draws very over the top eccentric looking uh, characters. And for some reason, as ugly as his art was, it still spoke to me and I loved it. Right. And because of that, I'm going to give my vote to Invader Zim. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Sound reasoning. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you, remind me, you remind me of when you'd see in the TV guide that Avengers was on. Ah! And you're like, <gasps> and then, and it's those British spies. <laughs> you know, and you're like, where's Captain America and Thor? Uh, see, right. see, now, that wasn't my problem. When I would see the Avengers in the TV guide, I was like, oh, the Avenger. And I turn it on, but it would be from a season after Diana Riggs left and it was just some blonde chick and I was like oh well this this is this is corny because anyone who saw the Avengers and saw Diana Riggs running around in a cat suit realized that's the Avengers that you have to be there for Miss Emma (laughs) Peel except no substitutes indeed and I assume the viewing audience didn't and it was cancelled subsequently it was yes Um, now I'm going to have to go with Invader Zim as well because it sounds really cool. And, uh, I've always heard that it sounds cool. I don't know anything about Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, uh, except that you're supposed to pronounce it with that kind of G instead of the J G. And, uh, and I just had that confirmed earlier earlier in this podcast, moments ago by JD. So Invader Zoom. There we go. There it is. One of the two of them. Hard to say. There you go. Good. I, you have no experience with it. <laughs> I, ha- I have seen uh I have seen uh Neon Genesis and it didn't it didn't hold it my interest. So yeah. that's another reason. Next up, all right, this is a good one. Uh-oh. 
This is a really good one. Not like those other ones. Animaniacs versus the Flintstones. Now, Brian, Mm, please tell me you've seen at least one of these series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I never got into anime, and they always sound interesting, and I'm just, like, not drawn to most of them for a variety of reasons. But once we get into, like, these kinds of cartoons, I have definitely seen and enjoyed both of these cartoons. Yes. Okay. All right. So the Animaniacs, which is from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely about the nineties. Uh, it is a. It's a basically it's an anthology cartoon, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. that yeah. loosely stars Wacko, Jacko, Yakko, and Dot. There you go. I couldn't remember the middle guy. I remember Dot. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. Yeah. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. Yeah. Who are the titular warner kids who were just a little bit too crazy so after their creation you know uh, assumedly or or supposedly back in the 30s and 40s they locked them up in the water tower uh at at warner studios but they escaped in the 90s and are causing havoc all over the warner lot Thus, you get the adventures of Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, and all these other cartoons that are in this fantastic afternoon animated series. You know, I never realized how similar that is to the Sentry in Marvel Comics. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I didn't think about that as well. And the, the Flintstones originally, for those who don't know, was a 1960s prime time series mm-hmm. that, that that aired in prime time it was the animated adventures of fred and barney fred flintstone and barney rubble uh two uh stone age cavemen living their lives with their wives wilma and betty and their uh, uh fred's pet dinosaur dino uh, um to this it, day it, makes the most delicious cereal called uh, fruity pebbles dino makes those i didn't realize He's, yeah, <laughs> I believe I believe like like the the way they make slurm. It, he, the yeah. way they make yeah, yeah. <laughs> His, the strain of production must be immense. By the way, Len, Futurama better be on this list later. Go ahead. We will. We we shall see. We shall see. All right. Um. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's look at our criteria. Here, here is where quality really comes in. Where's JT? Where are you? Where are the white guys going? All the white guys. <laughs> oh, sorry, Len. We're back. <laughs> where are the white guys? <laughs> Just doing white boy stuff. Now, now we're we doing. Down. <laughs> Here's where quality comes in because the Flintstones were created in the '60s. They were created by Hanna Barbera. They were created for television. Hanna Barbera, historically one of the cheaper <laughs> animated studios, um, but they basically developed their whole system of creating animated shows based off of the Flintstones, having to create so many shows re- really quickly and 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 on the run. Um, so for the Hanna Barbera style, the Flintstones actually kind of work you know because they were cavemen they look like cavemen they look like ugly creatures running around in in, yeah. in you know in cave drawings the animaniacs done in the 90s one of the producers steven spielberg 
of the Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, so he made sure, like, whatever y'all need budget-wise, I'm yeah. going to give y'all. So yeah. the the quality of that line drawing was top-notch for its day. So I, I, I don't think, I think quality Animaniacs probably trumps it a little bit. But there's a part of me that wants to give my vote to the Flintstones yeah. because, only because, because the Animaniacs were an anthology. There are classic bits of the Animaniacs. Everybody, there's people, if you, there are people that know the countries of the world because of the Animaniacs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the fantastic songs yeah. that they would sing. But they were also very hit or miss. There were some episodes where it's like you're just sitting there like waiting for the laugh. Yeah. The Flintstones were a sitcom. They were a situation comedy. So there had to be a story. And I think especially like its original iteration of the Flintstone kind of holds up a little better. Mm. That's and yeah. it still runs now. The, the the Flintstones are still running somewhere like on television. And yeah. I don't mean just on boomerang. Yeah. And just Anima- that same backgrounds over and over. Yeah. <laughs> be, be quiet. <laughs> Animaniacs is still is still running. I gotta but- say. Go ahead, go ahead, JD. Go, go. Oh, I was just I'm looking at the designs, you know, and I never really gave much thought to the designs of these characters before mm-hmm. until today. But mm-hmm. looking at the designs, they're so iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have such a very specific thing happening that you don't you don't really see. Ah, I dropped my phone. You don't really see many places. Um, so I do I do love the designs of the characters. They are they are um, touchstones of the culture. Um mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows the Flintstones. Yep. Even if they didn't grow up on them, everyone knows who they are. Probably because of the delicious cereal. Um, or the vitamins. Oh, vitamins. Oh, vitamins. vitamins. Ooh, those vitamins. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, That's right. Um, but speaking personally, they were a bit before my time. And when I was watching them, they were probably on reruns. And I don't really remember any of the plots of any of the episodes. Whereas Animaniacs was another show that when it came out, me and my friends mm. would crowd around and, you know, we had a furnished basement where the kids would all hang out. We would all meet up together just to watch the Animaniacs. I remember specifically sitting down to watch the premiere episode. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, were me excited too. to watch the premiere. Mm. And um, we laughed so hard and we quoted it all the time. And, um, what, uh, I my, I think my favorite character for a while there was um, the Tasmanian Devil, uh, Taz, right? Wasn't he just called Taz? That was Tiny Toons. Yeah, he was on oh, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. He was yeah. on Tiny Toons. JD, Never both mind. Flintstones. Never mind. <laughs> my bad. Animaniacs were fine. I was all about Tiny Toons. Yeah, I can do the whole Tiny Toons. shows. <laughs> It was definitely Tiny Toons was my jam. Animaniacs was fine. I'm still going to give it to Animaniacs because the animation's better. I do remember laughing quite a bit at those characters. And um, more importantly, I think they were trying every so often to be educational. Mm, They were, definitely, yeah. The fact that they could make education fun and the different songs they would do um, in order to teach kid things, um, that's that's a hard thing to do is make it entertaining, funny, and um interesting and educational hmm. um i'll tell you another hard thing to do that they did is make jokes that are for adults 
Um, like there's some pretty, you know, oh, oh yeah, jokes in there that I uh, can oh, nurse the fingerprints, fingerprints, <laughs> fingerprints. That, that has I did not get that. Up with me. Yeah, and that is a real fine line and a real respectable, comedically respectable line to walk, you know. Um, and I was originally, when we first started talking, I would think I was going to give it to Animaniacs, but Len's right. Like it's an anthology series. Some of them were great. Like Pinky and the Brain was awesome. You know, I was never like, oh, sweet. Animaniacs is on. It was like, all right, I could watch this. You know, this, you know, this is cool. Um, but some of them would be, would be real good. Um, I think Good Feathers was funny. I forget. That was good. Um, yeah. The the squirrel. The the, yeah, the pigeons were great. Um I think it's important Flintstones was based on something else. They were based it, on the honeymooners. Based on the honeymooners, exactly. Um but you know, talking about cultural contributions, those vitamins, you know, the cereal. <laughs> Where would we be uh without those? But uh it is, it's real iconic and um you know, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna come down uh, for the Flintstones. Well, that's 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 two for the Flintstones. All right, our first split, I believe. That is, and indeed, our first split. I can't. I I didn't think that was going to happen there, <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm happy for it because I'm used to being with uh, with the Tribbles, and the Tribbles never side with my old butt. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciated that. Next up. Um, and we tried to be, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that we weren't paying attention to the shows that Brian watches, but we had to be respectful because anime does play a big part in animation. Okay. And it's not only recently, it's been over, anime's been here since the 60s, to be honest, you know, since Astro Boy. Um, so next up, we have He-Man versus Death Note. Now, Death Note, I have watched, and Death Note is really, really, not the movie. If you've seen the movie, forget that. Forget the movie, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Forget the movie, Death Note. But the series, Death Note, that is a very, very good anime. Did, did you watch Death Note, J.D.? I have watched maybe one or two episodes and it just didn't keep me. I watched the, cause my friends decided they wanted to get together to watch the death note movie when that released on Netflix. I think it was mm -hmm. and so I was like, Oh, I'm down for this. So we can all hang out and have some beer and pizza and watch this thing. And it was not great. <laughs> and, but I, I do know that, you know, death note, the manga and the animated series are beloved and they are by um, two creators that do one of my favorite manga, which is called Bakuman. Yeah. And um, so that made me want to go back and watch Death Note. I watched maybe an episode or two and it didn't grab me. Um, but I did grow up on He-Man. Well, just to continue to, to give people the lowdown on Death Note. Death Note, which was by uh, Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata, is follows Yugami, a teen genius, genius who stumbles across a mysterious otherworldly notebook, the notebook, which belonged to uh, Shingami Rook and grants the user the supernatural ability to kill anyone whose name is written in its pages. And it centers around um, 
Light's subsequent attempts to use the Death Note to carry out a worldwide massacre of individuals who he deems morally unworthy of life to change the world into a utopian society without crime. Uh, Len, is that guy that used to own the notebook, uh, Shingami Rook, I think you said, is yeah. he, or is that a real or outside of Death Note character? Or is he from, like, the, just the fact that you mentioned his name? I didn't know if he's a historical or like. No, no, no. He's, he's just in the, the Death Note. That's the okay. Death Note. That's in Death Note. So that's what Death Note is about. He Man, look, He Man is about a prince who got a sword. He, he, he pulls out a sword. Uh, and then he turns in from a muscled prince into a muscled guy with no shirt, and, and he calls himself like Tanner. He's a little Tanner. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and he gets a tan, and 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 his cat, um, turn, yeah, 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 gets a hat and becomes he cat. I forget what he becomes. That'll cat man. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't stand He-Man. I could not stand. I thought He-Man. He-Man was uh, the animation was by Filmation, another one of those cheap television stu studios. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. He-Man was a huge hit. It was yeah. a huge hit. It was like the first big syndicated animated show, and it was banana. It made bananas money. Yeah. I couldn't stand that show. I thought that show was so. Stupid! It is. It was so dumb. Terrible. He has this. He has the world's largest sword, and he does nothing but run around with it. He. I mean, I'm like, yo. Even as a kid, I was like, yo, are you not going to slice nobody heads off or nothing? This is corny. He's got this little sorcerer kind of like Orco. Orco. Yeah, Orco. Orco. I, I didn't like Orco. He's got a chick running around in a metal bikini. I didn't like right, hold her. On, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He had Birdman. It's fine that you don't like He-Man and his crew. Oh. But you gotta give it up for Skeletor and Beastman. Man, and, come on. I liked... Huh? What'd you Manny say? Right, the dude whose face is turned around. Manny Faces. Oh, Manny Faces. Manny Faces. Manny Faces. That's the other thing. The names were puns. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It, it, it annoyed me. It it annoyed the hell. I hated that it was that my television wasted electricity bringing it to the screen when I turned to that channel. Even just the name, He Man. He -Man. What about Hira? Does she count as part of this? Was she ever on He Man, or was she? She was. She started, she, yeah, she started on He Man. Okay, cool. They were cool, cool. brother and sister, right, or cousins or something. They were brother and sister. Brother and they sister didn't know each other. They were like separated at birth or earlier on. Yeah, because she ain't have she ain't want to have nothing to do with him either. Well, that was in the backstory. <laughs> I I grew up loving He Man, uh, but it you know in retrospect it is a nonsense show. Um, <laughs> it, it's just awful. I do have a soft spot in my head in my in my brain space for Skeletor. Mm. Yeah, I I love Skeletor. I love Beast Man, um, but I, I used to have all the action figures. There yeah. was one. His name was Moss Man, Moss and he Man. was covered in a very fuzzy sort of like um, astroturfy type of thing. And he <laughs> smelled every third times now where I will smell something. I'll be like, Moss Man, where's Moss Man? I smell him. Moss Man approaches. Um, the Moss Man cometh. Yes. Uh, so I had so many of those action figures. I had the Castle Grayskull Ooh. play set. 
there was some weird ass one where like it it was like um, a torture device and you would put goop yes, in the top I do of remember it that. and it would melt down <laughs> and it would turn He-Man into a bad guy. It was like red kryptonite for Superman. Yes, yes. Yo, that shit was dope. No, yeah, yeah. That's not what But it's nonsense. <laughs> it is. Not, and the reason why red it was kryptonite not. Kryptonite small one. Uh, on Smallville and on most live action things. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to say, Bing? So I know a- you never watched Death Note. I did watch Death Note and it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see too many episodes of it, but I really liked what I saw and the plot was really intriguing and um, it uh, it was very interesting to me. And I don't remember, but I believe it wasn't as over the top as many anime are. Um, you know, with their that's like true. emotional reactions. That that's very thing. true. Yeah. And that's really, that's just something that I often don't get past. Um, and um, the, let's see, JD, I, I don't think I had the Castle Grayskull, but I did have a battle cat, a blow up battle cat. A it blow was, up battle cat. Yeah. And it was big enough for like the size that I was at the time to like stand astride it. That's as, amazing. It was amazing. Um, and that's not anything about the quality of the show, but I love that blow up Battle Cat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but yeah. To it, be uh, fair, to be fair, that does speak a little bit to the quality of the show because at the end of the day, yeah. all these shows' job was to move product. It's true. And He Man moved product. I had all the action figures, or I don't know if I really did, but I had a lot of them. In fact, Halloween Adventure, like two years ago, was selling a power sword that I didn't get, but really seriously considered getting, like a full-size foam power sword. And that reaches into my adulthood. Not that that would be the only, like like I don't have action figures and whatever else. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I love T-Man. And recently, I, I'm not sure if this was the deal, but in their opening, I think the Masters of the Universe, it's describe both the good guys and the bad guys yes. which i think is like a philosophically interesting you know it's very kind of buddhist well not buddhist but like yin yang you know like two sides of a coin kind of deal yin yang doesn't apply either but um i think that's cool as an adult uh and uh i love Shira and he-man and the whole gang i gotta give it to he-man yeah and it, it also besides death note becoming a live action movie so did he-man yeah, but, true. and there's but, more in the works. Yeah, yeah, but like Death Note, not everybody wants to wants to remember the He Man movie either. Oh man, I went to the. I think I may have went gone to the theater, but I remember liking it. It had Donald. Um, sorry, what's his name? Dolph um, Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren and um, pre friends. Um, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. And Frank Langella played uh, Skeletor. That's yes, Frank Langella. Yes. Here's I got a man on ice, and I got a yellow power sword, and I barely remembered it, but I really liked it. <laughs> oh, so how do you say this name? Domel Kyle? Yes. Domel Kyle. He's he's chatting with us, and he, he says, first of all, holy crap, JD is white? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, and then he says, He-Man beats Death Note. I agree. Uh, and then uh, definitely watch the toys that made us on He-Man. So I did oh, watch, yeah. that, episode and I watch that episode too. Yeah, Cringer, I think his name was right. The, the, right. the battle cat yeah. was an entirely Cringer. different yeah, yeah. Um, 
entirely different toy line that they had all of these cats and they were like, well, I guess he's got a battle cat now. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, all right. Really? Yes. And, oh yeah, yeah. You do need to see that. That episode will give you a, a more perspective on the show mm. because it it basically talks about the history of the show mm. and the toy line it, yeah. itself because they were very synonymous. It's a good, with one it's a good, good show. Good. I'll oh. be right back. My phone's about to die. I got to get my charger. All right. All right. He's about to go get his charger, so I'm not going to go to the next one until he comes okay. back. Um, uh, oh, hey. no. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be. Go ahead. There's a similar story with the Transformers. The Decepticons and the and the Autobots were two different toy lines. Oh yeah, and they were both good guys. Yes, and that's why like their scales don't match up. Like just like Megatron is a gun, the other one is a tractor trailer. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, the, the, have you ever? Did you watch that show, The Toys? Uh... No, I haven't. I probably really like it though. You would because they do an episode on the Transformers too. Mm talk about the whole history about the transformers and like um where they came how they started you know overseas in japan and then came yeah, over yeah. here and how gobots was rushed into production so oh, that yeah. they actually hit before transformers but really? they were just really cheap and ugly looking <laughs> do you uh, remember the ones made out of rocks i had this like gold nugget that would turn into a robot it was clearly a transformers you know Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah I, I remember. Oh, and th oh, you gotta watch that episode. That okay. episode because there's there was so many ripoffs of the Transformers. Oh yeah! Oh man, I think like I I mean I think I may be making this up, but I literally think like there was a whole line of like uh of like uh like household appliances that turned into robots. Like you know, that like, sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, like like Iron Iron Man or something like that, or Iron Woman. Uh, somebody in the Facebook group said, "Yes, the Gold Rock was that was a Gobot." Those were Gobots. I thought that was separate from the Gobot. No, you know why? Because the Gobots, the Transformers, they yeah. would you would have to like twist them and turn them like yeah. about nine thousand different ways. The yeah. Gobots had maybe about two to three. Yeah. That was it. Like open it up, pop the head, fight. Yo, I had some Transformers. My Optimus Prime had metal in it. Really? Was, yeah. My metal. I metal. took him into a swimming pool and he got rusty. <laughs> I don't think I have mine anymore. Uh, I remember it as being like exactly screen accurate. And I looked it up. I looked a picture up. It's like a blob of plastic with a metal face shield. It's It did not live up to my memory. But uh, man, people always talk trash about the GoBots. But I love that gold thing or these like the big monsters. That they had, I had these like two big monster toys. When's the last time you looked at a GoBot, B? I don't know, 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we yeah. did use, <laughs> we used this like, I had a, I had one of the monster's heads. It came separate, it became separated from the body and I had it hanging on my wall up until a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I remember when I grew up, I used to have a Shazam action figure whose head popped off and fell in the yeah. heater and melted. Um, that's the story for another time, but I still love the action figure. You, What'd you say? <laughs> you, of course, mean Shazam the wizard. <laughs> no, that gave Captain Marvel his powers. <laughs> no, it was Captain Marvel. It was Captain Marvel, but I wanted to still play with the action figure. So I had one of those real clear, um, super balls that kind of like had like the starry field inside of it. And I right. jammed it into the action figure nice. and. And I just called him the headless hero. That's awesome. 
and I played with him. And in my in in playing with him in the middle of the night, I would just say that the Adam rode around in his head, and they did team up adventures. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I had a I had a weird childhood. All right, next what, up, what mega 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 action figures with the like um the cloth outfit. <laughs> yes, yes, he Remember was. Those? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Back he in was. what sixties or seventies, right? It wasn't that long ago. It was in the seventies, the late seventies. All right, seventies. I was. I wasn't. I didn't have a doll in the sixties. Oh, you were uh, playing. It was like a cup on a string, right? That was your main. I had a bottle. Anyway, next up. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have Archer mm. versus Naruto. Mm. Yeah. See now, I've never seen Naruto. Everybody no. says I should watch Naruto, but I. I, I haven't seen it. I've watched Archer. Before I started my King of the Hill binge, I yeah. binged all yeah. of Archer, including the most, I don't know how, how caught up you are on Archer, the most recent like two to three seasons, which all take place in different time periods. Like there's one that takes place, um, the most recent one takes place all on a space station. Um, all of a sudden, it's, it's Archer 1999. There's one that is it's Archer. It takes place back in the 1940s, so he's almost like in this Casablanca yeah, type yeah. of uh, setting. It's, ah. And it's the entire yeah. season. It, basically, what happens is that these the last two or three seasons take place while while Archer is in a coma. Oh, oh but Archer Archer is insane. It's a good show. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're all going to give it to Archer because I don't think any of us have watched Naruto. I haven't. Um, but yeah, it, that's a pretty funny show. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it keeps reinventing itself. Yeah. And, it, you know, the, the alternate history or the alternate ones, I don't think they were as good as the previous seasons. Um, but even when it wasn't the, the last three seasons, it kept reinventing itself in really yeah. successful ways. And I think it's ongoing. It was supposed to be the last season this past time, but they said, "Oh no, we, you know, we've got a, we've got uh, more to tell." Yeah. Also, has Jessica Walters essentially playing Lucille Bluth, but as the head of a spy agency, which <laughs> I love. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, yeah, before that, I don't. I'm not entirely sure if they were connected, but um, before that, there was a show called Frisky Dingo. And it had a very, it's the exact same animation style. So it made me think mm. that they were connected somehow. But um, Oh, yeah, I remember that show. Wasn't it about like the rapper or something like that? No, no, no. No, no it, it wasn't like a, a rapper. Hero versus supervillain story, but the same same comedy aesthetic as um, Archer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was. I think it was the same house, like the same production mm. that did it. Yeah. I think that's the only similarity. I, I kind of remember that show. Yeah. All right, so we gave that one to Archer. This one, this one, uh-oh. This is this 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 is our Brian Lieb special, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. coming up. What do we got? I'm very. We curious. have home movies versus the critic. Oh, that is a tough call. Not for me. Oh man. Oh oh. Tell you what. Um. Do you want to give an overview, or do you want to just get into it? Do you want to give an overview, JD? You want to give an overview of home movies, and I'll give an overview of the critic. Yes, I have the box set downstairs mm. of home movies. Um, basically, you've got a kid named Brandon who is, um, he's like, what, 10, 11, 12? Yeah, about, yeah. Um, and, um, or maybe it's, it's, it's early high school, is it? 
I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. But anyway, he's a young child and he um, loves film. And so he's constantly making, just using uh, his shitty home camera, these, these movies. But it also is about him and his relationship with his mother, him going to school and the relationship with the other kids, him and his relationship with Coach McGurk, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite characters in an animated series. Um, and Ro oh, not Rod and Todd, that's Simpsons. Who are the twins? Do you guys remember? Oh, oh, no, oh, no, it's an homage. We're gonna, we're gonna have our own pizza club. Walk okay, I can't eat pizza. Yeah. Um, I got it. And and they would switch back and forth because they forget yeah. who was Walter and who was Perry. Oh, oh Walter. Oh, yeah, they're so good. They're so funny. Um, I just absolutely love Coach McGurk, which I think is uh, HR Benjamin or what's his name? H. John H. Benjamin. John H. Benjamin. Um, it's always the same voice, no matter who he's doing. It's always just him doing his voice. Well, but, that, oh, man. Who did Jason? I, I there would be like musical bits. <laughs> and uh, the critic, I'll give you the, the, the rundown on the critic, ladies and gentlemen, um, was basically an animated series. Um, it was a short, short run animated series, but it is beloved that told the life of New York film critic Jay Sherman, who was voiced by the actor comedian John Lovitz. Um, it uh, told the story of Jay and I think he had like a, um, he was divorced, but he had a son that he was trying to kind of like, like raise, um, he had his own review show called Coming Attractions. So a lot of the episodes would start with these parodies of other movies where he, uh, Jay, would look into the camera and say, it stinks. It stinks. He had a makeup lady named Doris. He had his boss, Duke Phillips. He had a... He had a um, a whole bunch of uh, crazy characters. Uh, like I said, a little what season it was because it went through an overhaul. I think like season two or something where they changed up the supporting characters to a degree. Oh, oh really? I, did, I, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. He had a love interest in one of the iterations, and I forget which one it was. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm looking. See, look at here. Um, bo -bo 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 -bo. Oh, yeah, cause, because in season four. Mm -hmm. The writing was on the wall that the show was going to be canceled, and many of the episodes are just straight-up parodies of movies, including three allusions to Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah, yeah, I do kind of remember him coming on, you know, the, the side in, in Silhouette. Yeah, um, I like The Critic. I did like The Critic. I um, The Critic was was funny because I think they both, weren't they, I think they Oh no no no! I'm thinking about the other show. There was another show that um. You're that thinking the, of Tiny Tunes. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of Tiny Tunes. I'm thinking about there was another show that the guys that made uh, home movies made in the same style. Doctor Cats. Yeah, you know? I never saw that one, but yeah, it was the same. Doctor Cats. That's yeah. right. And home movies was all squiggly for the first few episodes too. First few seasons, yeah, and then it changed up to yeah, straight yeah. up. Easier to watch. Um, I, I have a soft spot for home movies, man. I thought I thought home movies. I never I never watched it first run, but there was a time when I was getting up like 
uh, the crack of dawn, but fuck early in the morning to go to my job at one time mm-hmm. and home movies was on and I found myself, I turned it on and I could, you know how you can feel like, oh, this feels like it's the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up every morning and watch home movies. And I wound up watching the entire run, mm-hmm. just getting up early to go. And I was like, you know what? This show made me late for work a couple of times because it was ah. really good, man. It would it would keep you locked in, especially in the later seasons when it got more assured of its characters and it became less and less about the um, the gimmick of shooting the films and mm-hmm. more about them just living their lives. Yeah, and and McGurk would just be he would be the off the off the wall one, and the rest of them would just be slightly absurdist, really uh, tales about real life. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I remember being, I, being um, very impressed by the relationship Brandon has with his mom. Yes. For some reason, I just really love their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, she felt like so a real mom. Real. Yeah. And like the two of them together, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm giving my vote to uh, home movies. I don't know about you. Me too. 100%. Solid, solid choice. Uh, so, Lynn, I, I had a similar thing with a lot of Adult Swim. I used to work overnight at a hotel, not very long. But there wasn't a lot to do in the middle of the night, and Adult Swim was just starting. Mm-hmm. And so you could just like sit there and watch the whole run. And I think Co Movies was an original. I think it was part of the the premiere Adult Swim. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. People in the pool as that whole. I used to love all those shows. What was it? Brack and um, C Lab 2021 yeah. and uh, Aqua Teen. Yeah, Aqua Teen. Yeah, they were great, uh, especially in their earlier days for some of them. Um, so. The critic contains one of my all-time favorite jokes in in like a comedy where the dad they're on a plane and they're talking about how they got how they got wound up on this deserted island and and they're like well the plane crashed and they go into the cockpit and they see a penguin and the guy the dad's like wait a minute penguins can't fly the penguin's like ah, and he jumps out of the plane and the plane <laughs> crashes <laughs> it is so absurd and it's so lovely I just. Oh my God, it's one of my favorites. And that was the show. It was it was offbeat and quirky and off the wall. And, you know, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but the people that liked it really liked it, you know? And I was one of those people. Home movies uh, is, is phenomenal. I mean, H. John Benjamin is great. McGurk wasn't even supposed to be in past the first episode. Right. So one of the best characters. And he's yeah. great as Jason, too. I mean, yeah. he's, he's so funny. Jason, this like oddly mature in some ways character that has a joke that I think about still where I think Jason gives somebody an eraser as a present. And he's like, and it can also be used as like a paper foot, you know, you can, as a football, he's like, Brandon's like, how so? He's like, well, you can throw it. Brandon with his little laugh is like, you could almost say that, say that about almost anything. (laughs) And I I will still think about that from time to time. Walter and Perry, I got to give us a home movies as much as yeah. I'm the critic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know how like stunning <laughs> that is because <laughs> Brian was the one who was rallying for the critic to yeah. make it yeah. to to this whole tournament. I mean, I guess I hoped it would make it past one round, but <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. I mean, home movies, man. It's it's yeah. a phenomenal show, you know. Yes, and the Ooh, critic exposure to to H. John Benjamin, and and apparently the critic, it stinks. Next up, we have 
The Legend of Korra versus Dungeons and Dragons. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now, I will admit that the animated series The Dungeons and Dragons, which is definitely from like the late 80s um, or, and maybe early 90s, uh, that was actually my introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. I did not know anything about the whole role-playing tabletop thing of Dungeons and Dragons. I've I've since learned that it's long been a thing. I didn't know jack about it. So I just saw this cool adventure show about these kids who get lost in this you know, fantasy land and take on all these roles of the ranger and the archer and the acrobat and the sorcerer and they've got to get home and there's a dungeon master and I'm like, he's kind of little to be a dungeon master, but if you say so, okay, I'll, I'll ride with it. Um, and then they had they had a villain, oh, and I can't remember the villain's name, um, who was but he was real. Who? Shadow Demon? I don't think he was called Shadow Demon. I thought he had like a name, hmm. the villain, because he, he, but he was creepy as, uh, and he was, like, was he like a hooded guy where you could see glowing eyes. Was that this one? No, 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 no. You could see his face, um, because he had like uh, wings. Venger. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he was creepy. And unlike Skeletor, like Skeletor, the reason why Skeletor never got did anything to me one because of the animation that was cheap it was filmation. But two, because Skeletor's voice, there you go, Dungeons and Dragons right there for yeah, you, Jack. Yeah. Skeletor's voice sounded like a bad Las Vegas comedian. Whereas Vanger, he sounded evil. He sounded like like just darn right creepy. He sounded like that uncle who you didn't want to go over his house because it, it it was just bad things. He was that uncle that we don't talk about what he does for a job. He just has money. So that's what he sounded like. And I, and it scared the hell out of me. So that was my introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. But Legends of Korra, which was the sequel to Avatar, The Last Airbender, was a, it was a whole nother thing. Legend of Korra so, was fantastic. Uh, you said late 80s, early 90s, 1983. Mm. Jesus. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I, never really cared about Dungeons and Dragons. It was part of the Saturday morning lineup, and it just it never really spoke to me. Really? But, Even though it was produced by Marvel? Was it? Was it? Marvel did the and Marvel uh, played a part in the animation, I believe. Yes, I, I mean it no wasn't idea. their comic, but of course. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, Legend of Korra, however, I am on season three now, and it is oh uh, so good. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, that show is so good. I love it so much. Um, season two, I thought season one was great. Season two was a bit of a dip, but then when they start getting into the spirit world and everything, and then the way it wraps up awesome and now the the whole the the whole world is changed because of it and i'm i'm in watching that right now and that's great and i'm being introduced to these new villains who i'm loving the one the one girl has no arms and she only uses she water bends in order to create water arms mm -hmm. i love the whole mythology of avatar the last airbender and lender um let uh, jesus <laughs> avatar the last airbender and legend of korra um, those are probably some of my favorite cartoons of all time. Hmm. 
So I'm giving it to Legend of Korra for sure. Uh, I'll tell you, I I have only vague memories of Dungeons and Dragons, but they are very positive memories. I mean, the dude with the bow and arrow, I love a bow and arrow where you just draw it back and there's an energy arrow that shoots out of it. It's a phenomenal kind of bow and arrow. So they were all cool. It was the best kind. It was the best it's kind. Top, top, top two kinds of bows and arrows. Top two. <laughs> Probably, the, I gotta go with Len. It's the best kind. So this matchup goes to that kind of bow and arrow over the <laughs> bow and arrow. <laughs> you don't have to carry arrows. So, um, and I love all the, you know, when they, whenever they do a Dungeons and Dragons type show, they pick, you know, like one character from each of the classes. Um, one of my favorite book series as a kid was a similar thing. I didn't know that till later, but I, you know, it's cool. I like all those, uh, all those kinds of characters. Um, I have not ever seen an Avatar, The Last Airbender, or Legends of Korra. Uh, a lot of people whose opinions I really respect, including you, JD, and you, Len, um, really like it. So I'm sure I would like it, but I haven't seen them. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Dungeons and Dragons on this one. I was I was dating uh, a woman in a few years ago. This is probably going back. Uh, 1984. <laughs> no. Uh, this is probably going back a good, like, uh, 10 years. And she had the box set of Avatar The Last Airbender. And I had not seen it, but I had heard great things about it. Um, and she said, here, I'm, I want you to watch three episodes. So we took, we put it on, watched three episodes, and we stayed in the house for three days. <laughs> and just, I just sat there and binged the whole thing. Um, it, it, it changed my whole perspective of the, of like animation and mm. storytelling. Mm. Um, so when they said that they were going to do a sequel, the legend of Korra, I got up on my high horse. How dare they? No, it's one of the greatest things of all time. Get out of here. And I was like, yo, they hit it. They hit it right out the box, man. Right yeah, out the box. A hundred years later. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. And what we're not going to discuss is the last airbender movie by no. M. Night Shyamalan. No, we're yeah. not. No. Very few of these, these shows that we're going to be going through, if they have had some type of live action iteration, are worth the discussion. Yeah. I can't think of a single one off the top of my head. I can't think of a single one. I can only think of one, actually. And that is maybe the first Flintstones movie, live action movie. Uh, yeah. I think the first Transformers was fun. Oh, Transformers was pretty cool. It was so much after the cartoon. Like there had been so many other iterations of Transformers. And I did enjoy the Dolph Lundgren He-Man, but I don't know that I would now. No, you, know? you wouldn't. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. So that's two for Korra, one for D&D? Yep. So Korra takes it. Next up, we have Pinky and the Brain versus Futurama. They had their own show? Yeah, they had their own show. It was better than Animaniacs. What? <laughs> it yeah. was. It was better than Animaniacs because it was yeah. it was because it was most it was them. It yeah. was a story every yeah. episode. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you wouldn't think that the whole idea of these lab rats with one of them trying to take over the world and the other one just being this this mindless lovable little buddy no. would <laughs> you exactly. wouldn't think they, they could make it last, but they made it last, man. It was a 
good show. It was, and I, I have a feeling also it had a lot of similar to Animaniacs, like very cerebral jokes mm-hmm. that you didn't necessarily get at the time. Like I remember Bill Clinton was in an episode, and it was like some something that probably meant a lot more than I realized at the time. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's he was running around with a dress. Was that JD? I made a joke. I said, "Was he a cigar salesman?" No, he was. Uh, <laughs> He was selling uh, dresses with um, cigarette stains. He played the saxophone. It was a little more PG. Futurama. I got to give it straight to Futurama, man. Um, when that show first premiered, I was um, really excited because I I loved The Simpsons at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, another show by the creator of The Simpsons. This looks awesome. It's, it's sci-fi. This is fun. And it took me I, – I was very disappointed. Uh, I thought the show was fine, but I was not – impressed by the humor of it and it took mm-hmm. me a while to realize and make that brain switch of like oh mm-hmm. this is a sci-fi first comedy second yeah um whereas you know simpsons was just comedy right but futurama has done some of the most innovative and interesting stuff that i've ever seen a, a cartoon do mm-hmm. uh, i gotta give it to futurama plus uh you know since we're comparing these two particular shows futurama like made me tear up uh, a time or two. So I've uh, definitely during the the dog episode. Oh, I don't rewatch that episode because it is so sad. <laughs> oh yeah, is that the one where he, like his? I remember that one. I saw that one about the yeah. dog that was also came back from before and yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Um, what I forget the name of it. Uh, me too. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, I, Futurama. Yeah, so you're Great. getting Futurama because you liked it and knew that it existed. Before right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I know Pinky in the Brain. I I know their bits from um, Animaniacs, but right, right, right. I think I have to say, even if I watch Pinky in the Brain, I doubt I would have gotten emotionally invested in the characters. Yeah, not like Futurama. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I I I have always felt that Futurama is as fun. Like the jokes are as good quality wise as the simpsons jokes they're not quite as funny because it's a little less relatable you know to everybody's real life it but like the crafting of the humor is is equal or almost equal to the simpsons and that is extraordinarily high praise um and it has a lot of cool sci-fi and emotional stuff and i mean there's so many cool lines and uh i futurama uh, you know by so much. My favorite bit yeah. to this day, I think it's from episode one, season one, episode one. And I think Fry goes back to um, Bender's apartment to live with him. And uh, ben, uh, Fry goes, where's your bathroom? The what room? The bathroom. The bath what? The bathroom. The what what? <laughs> Great. Oh, can I give a shout out to, uh, hey, it's that guy you are when they see <laughs> Or... Oh no, our superpower cream is out of itself. <laughs> I mean, it's so clever, that show. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it looks like Futurama takes that. I, I, I agree with all of you. Uh, next, we have Adventure Time versus Tiny Toon Adventures. Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's funny how that worked out. Animated cartoon shows, JD. I'm sorry. Tiny Toons is Tiny Toons different than Tiny Toon Adventures? No, no, no. Oh, it's the same show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're tiny. They're toony. They're all little loony. Nice. Thank you. 
This is really fucking tough. This is really tough. Adventure Time is so good, and Tiny Toons has such a place in my heart. Such a place in my heart that I easily confuse it with Animaniacs. (laughs) Right, right, right. It it, 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 it obviously, like, you know, embedded itself in your heart. Um, Adventure Time, uh, I've only watched a couple of episodes of Adventure Time, so I can't really speak to it, but so much. I can only speak to it through watching how my daughter reacted to the show. She loved it. Um, And people who speak about the show so fondly. Um, Mm -hmm. It almost makes me want, whereas with Tiny Toons, Tiny Toons really lost gas with me real quick. Yeah. Real, real quick. Yeah, man. It, it, it the the gimmick of it being like you know these the next generation of Warner Brothers stars being yeah. taught how to be you know cartoon um, characters by Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and everything the the gimmick of it really wore thin real quick with me mm. um, whereas Adventure Time I just from the episodes I saw I could get down with the mysticism and uh, the poetry of this very funny mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Brian? Uh, so to me, the, there wasn't much of a gimmick for Tiny Toons. Like, and what there was, I was super into, but they took on a life of their own for me very quickly. I was the target demographic when that came out. I mean, I was probably elementary or maybe early middle school something like that i mean um i loved that show it was it was great uh there i think the, a lot of their songs were really cool too um they, they did songs right in that yeah yeah, yeah. They, that's where i learned about istanbul when plucky duck was doing the istanbul oh that's right yeah yeah oh it was phenomenal um and it it held such a such a place in my heart at that time. Um, I don't think about it too much, you know. It's not one that I go back to, but but I love it whenever anybody brings it up. Adventure Time is beautiful, you know. It's like emotionally beautiful, and they tell like it's it's great advice. Maybe Tiny Toons had some of that, and I think they might have, but I didn't get it at the time. Yeah. Um, but it Adventure Time is so well done. And, and I got super invested in it. Um, it's also surreal. And I love surrealism. You know, I mean, it's maybe my favorite art form. It's, it's at least way up there. Um, and it's so complex and great. It's a tough call, but I'm going to vote for Adventure Time. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I agree. Adventure Time, it's got to be it. Um, just because of the, it's a very adult show while still... Mm-hmm. Um, appealing to the younger demographic and it really deals with a lot of different emotional um, very hefty themes and uh, I it's it, it is it's a lovely show it is a beautiful show uh, I I too grew up I was the perfect age for tiny tunes that's the show that I meant to say I was we specifically all got together at my friend's furnished basement to watch the premiere of and we laughed so hard and we really loved that show but adventure time I think is more does more important work um, yeah. Yeah. For, for kids um, than Tiny Toons. But um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Adventure Zone or Adventure Time. 
Yeah, I'm going to give it to Adventure Time as well. Um, we are almost done with this first round, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I'm going to beg my two compadres' uh, indulgence if we do this first round and then we come back like tomorrow and Great. we do another round. Of course. You know, because we've already we've already been going for like a, almost an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I'm enjoying it. But you know, we you know we're giving we go in and out. Yeah, I gotta eat too. Yeah, we'll pace it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pace it out. I'm all, I'm all out of Bud Light Lime. I gotta eat. Oh. <laughs> uh, I could see a little bit. I could see a little down there. Oh, uh, it's true. There we go. All right, drink up. Next up, we have Robotech versus Dragon Ball Z. Don't know either one. I'm out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Robotech sounds cool. I'm gonna go Robotech because it sounds like Robocop. I was thinking the same thing, JD. I love Robocop. Hey, okay. Robocop is pretty cool and also has adult themes that I didn't get at the time. And also, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z at the yeah. end there, it looks like balls. It does. And balls are pretty gross. They got that weird chicken stretchy skin and stuff. And it's it's hard to manscape. And sometimes you use the trimmer and all of a sudden, zzz, oh, you, 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 you shorn your bleeding. balls open. Bleeding. Yeah. So that's that's what Dragon Ball Z makes me think of. So I'm going to go Robotech. Also, I know Dragon Ball Z. And whereas it sounds kind of cool, I never was like, yo, I got to watch Dragon Ball Z. I've never heard of Robotech before, but I would check it out. <laughs> Robotech. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's from like the late seventies, early eighties, right? It's from the eighties. It's from the eighties, from the mid eighties, actually. Uh, Robotech is a science fiction anime um, that began as an eighty-five episode animated television series in nineteen eighty-five, adapted from three original and distinct, though visually series um, similar, Japanese anime cool. television series. Um, it tells the story of a robot. Robo technology refers to the scientific advances discovered in an alien starship that crashed on the South Pacific. And with this technology, Earth developed robotic technologies such as transformable mecha to fight three successive extraterrestrial invasions. Um, it was a cool sci-fi show. No, that's not Robotech. That's Robocop. What's the difference? <laughs> same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not because Robo. I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Robotech. They were mecha. They were mechs. They were like you would get into the mech suit and it would turn into like a plane, and then they would fight like robots and stuff. So there were transformers. Yeah, it would transform into other things. That's it cool. had a cool. It had a cool name. I'm giving it to Robotech too. So, okay. yay, Robo, Robocop wins! <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you guys are the, the definitely well earned. What's next? You are the absolute worst. <laughs> and we'll be here all week. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. I drew up this this stupid idea like three or four years ago because I love Robocop so much. And I, I thought I would do a design, like a t-shirt design, and it was a uh, RoboCop, but um, his bottom half was a boat, and it was just going to be called RoboCop. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I finally went back. I finally went back and started drawing it up, like, a couple weeks ago. And then someone let me know 
It already exists. Yeah. Somebody said that Robotech was their first anime because before they knew what anime was. Oh my! Wow, so, that's well, cool. And it won. So there you go. There you um, go. And Dragon cool. Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I I couldn't get into Dragon Ball Z because there would literally be three episodes where one punch was thrown, and I was like, "Yo, this this just takes too long." So next up. Even even the show about one punch has at least one punch per episode. Yeah. Right. One punch right, exactly. All right. Next up we have what is uh, it? matched up against what? Ooh. Oh, there you go. Thundercats. Sup- Superman Ooh. the animated series versus Thundercats. Is this the original Thundercats? Because there was a pretty sweet reboot like ten years ago or so. I don't know if that, that reboot was actually 10 years ago, but it wasn't. But this is the original. This is the original. Okay. This is the original. With Earl Hyman. Excellent. Hand throw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Gum says, JD, don't you disrespect Robotech. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. All right. Superman, the, the animated series, which was the um, part of the DC animated universe, it followed um, Batman and. It, I think it came before Batman Beyond. Yeah, um, those two were canceled when Batman Beyond started. Right, yeah. uh, and it basically told the stories of, of Superman. This was definitely from the nineties. And who is uh, Superman again? Who was the voice of Superman? No, the character. Oh, who is Superman? <laughs> <laughs> who is he? Who is Superman? Indeed, uh, strange, strange visitor from another super. <laughs> what did you say, JD? He was the guy. He was that guy. He was bitten by a radioactive super. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was turned into a man with. Super- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, I really, really, really like the Batman animated series uh, sure. cartoon. Sure. But for some reason, the Superman version never really grabbed me as much as Batman did. So I've, I've only watched a handful of episodes of Superman. It's on my list to go back and try and rewatch. Don't it just, it just never really did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up on the Thundercats and I love the Thundercats. I had the sword. I the, so. Sword of omens. Sword of omens. Yeah. yeah. I used to love that. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, they go around screaming, ho. So that's cool. They do. And they had um, Chitara. Oh, Chitara. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. With, uh, She-Ra and Harley Quinn. Razum Frazum Chitara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, sorry. I forgot on camera. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to give my vote to Thundercats as well. Superman mm-hmm. the Animated Series wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. And, um, but coming off the heels of the Batman animated series, it could it could only pale in comparison to yeah. that series. I mean, that series was just mind altering, game changing. Um, it was. Uh, I didn't mind it. Funny enough, the my favorite episodes of the Superman animated series were the ones that crossed over with Batman. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it. It was the one that introduced the um, dark side to the animated universe. Um, it introduced the new gods to the animated universe. Uh, it was pretty dope. Um, it gave us Livewire. The villain Livewire came oh, yeah. originally from the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
um, my man um, uh, Gilbert Gottfried voiced Mr. McPickleck on that yeah. show. Those were funny episodes. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. All right, so Len, how do you say his name? McPickleck. And then Brian, how do you say his name? Mixiaspitalik. Ah, and I say um, Mr. Mixpitalik. So when I was a kid, I said Mixpitalik. Mixpitalik. I said him. <laughs> when I was a kid, that's what I. Plus, I always loved the. I I will give props to the animated series because their Mr. Mix Mix Picklet was the original version of him. Yeah, with the big head, with the yeah. with the cat and the suit. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't it was cool. the '70s version. Yeah, but the Thundercats oh, was too sweet. Said, yeah. Melissa Gum said she had the Thundercats sword too, so I'm back on her good side. Sweet. There you go. You, you're All right. So you're, uh, sorry, did you vote, Len? I'm voting. I got to go. <sighs> mm. You know what? I'm going I'm, uh, I'm, I'm to make Randy happy. I'm going to give a vote huh. to Superman, the Superman animated series. But here's the reason why. Okay. Because the Thundercats, by nature of how that show was built and the mm -hmm. way, the, the, the mechanism of it, because that was a show that was built first to sell toys. Yeah, sure. As cool as it was, you knew the plot every single episode. You knew what was going to happen. You I knew. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was six years old. <laughs> okay, okay. We knew what was going to happen. Uh, a six-year-old didn't. M me, seventeen-year, uh, eighteen-year-old Len knew exactly what was going to happen every episode. Where Superman was still read like a comic book, and while you knew Superman was was going to win, you didn't always know how Superman was going to win. Mm -hmm. They were definitely more fleshed out stories. It was a better show. So I'm going to go. I'm going to give a vote to Superman the animated series. Now speaking of toys, you guys, I had the Thundercats Mountain when I was a kid. Oh wow! Here's the thing here's the thing. None of you guys had Thundercats Mountain because it didn't exist. It was, they had their, their house, I mean, not their house, but that like cat thing, right? The toy, I think that might've existed later. I wanted Thundercats Mountain and I begged my parents for Thundercats Mountain so much. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of transform. What am I thinking of? There's like a mountain with a spaceship in it. Um, no, they did on the show have, they had like the cat thing coming out of the mountain. And oh, that's that right. Ship, and it was in the mountain. Now, whether or not that toy eventually existed, I don't know. But when I wanted it, didn't exist. And I was like, let me, can I have Thundercats Mountain? It's all, it's so cool. So my parents went to a model, like a hobby shop for trains, mm -hmm. and they bought a styrofoam mountain and they painted it green and mountain, you know, mountain colors. And they and they gave it to me and they're like, here's Thundercats Mountain. And I was like, yeah, I have Thundercats Mountain. That is the coolest. Right? <laughs> So I didn't find out about that till I was grown, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was it. Yeah, that's the one. And I guess I thought oh. it was the back of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yes, yes, that was what I wanted. Yeah, I don't think they ever put out a uh, like a, a base like that. I don't think so. But I can see it clearly in my head now, the mountain that, my, that I got. And I love that. I loved it. Um, no, Thundercats had the Tower of Omens. Wait a minute. 
power of omens. Hold on a second. Wait, I'm holding. Hold the hold the phone. You're holding. Uh, the phone. Oh, holding there the it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the toy. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it came out the next year or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but none oh. of you had the one that I had. I'll tell you that. No, uh, we didn't. No, we didn't. Have no, you didn't. <laughs> um, I had the sword. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that is wow. Cool. That is. That I wonder is how much that goes for now. I don't know. My favorite. My favorite yeah. was um, the Cobra Cobra base, the Cobra Dome, the Terror Dome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had the Terror Dome. I had the Voltron Castle. I'd have to give it. Oh, or the big ass Transformer that you could put the other Transformers inside, but not the biggest one. It was like yeah. the second biggest one. Sure. It was cool. The one that was the one that was like a airport kind of thing, right? I think so. You could land a variety Omega. of types of vehicles. Something Omega, Mega something. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, his fists came out. The fists were very rarely found in my home <laughs> as a child. Um, but so I have, you know, I mean, the 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 sort of omens, thunder, thunder, thundercats, ho, all that stuff, you know. Uh, it is was is so beloved of my, you know, one of my all-time favorites when I was a kid. Um, I saw an episode not too long ago, well, maybe ten years ago. Doesn't really hold up, but who cares? It wasn't. It wasn't too long ago for me to continue that sentence. So <laughs> um, now it, you know, Superman. I love that show too. It was not the best of that universe of shows. You know, right, right. Um, their style works so much better for Batman the Animated Series, probably than any of the other shows. Unlimited was awesome. Static Shock was awesome. Batman mm-hmm. Beyond and even the Zeta Project were were both awesome. Um, Superman was great, but it didn't it didn't hit it for me. It wasn't quite. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Thundercats. It's 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 a hard to do. It's a hard one to do, but I'm gonna do it. The shame of it, the shame of it is, it's just like you were mentioning, um, be that uh, reboot of Thundercats that didn't mm-hmm. last past a season because yeah. it, wait for it, didn't sell toys. It actually was really, yeah, really it good. Was so good. The Drifter and the Duelist episode mm-hmm. with that like literally drifts around. It oh, that show was awesome, and it was a real shame that it didn't go. And you could see them trying because at one point later, they all got new, more powerful weapons. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be new action figures or individual toys or whatever, but it was so good. Yeah, they were trying to placate their Hasbro overlords, but it didn't work. All right, next up, we've got like, I think we've got like uh, three more matches in this round. All right. Next up, we have Batman Beyond versus Powerpuff Girls. Okay, I Batman Beyond basically told the future the story of uh Terry McGillis McGinnis, um, who was um t- dons the mantle of Batman in the future, where he is um mentored by the original Batman now in age broken down man in in the Bat Cave, um, with Ace the Bat Hound by his side as they have futuristic adventures. Um, versus Powerpuff Girls, who were three robot little girls who they're not robots. They're not robots. 
I they're they biological. Were. They're made of sugar uh, and spice and, and everything and, nice. And, and maybe everything nice, I think. Yeah. And chemical X, wasn't that uh, was uh, ingredient yeah. chemical or ingredient? I forget. The same one the Joker used. Right, right. And they they fight crime in the city of Townsville. Yes. Um, the city of Townsville. Oh. It was another, another show that you kind of like knew the story. You knew what was happening in every episode. But it was, you know, it was for the kids. Um, yeah. And I got a soft spot in my heart for for the uh, for the Powerpuff Girls. Um, um, now I'm drawing a blank on their names too. Um, Buttercup, Blossom, and uh, who's the other one? Is it another B, B name? Uh, w- wait a minute. Oh, I forget. Did they all? Did they all start with B? I never realized that before, but I think they did. I, do. I don't remember the third one though. Oh, did they all start with B? I'm just you just blew my mind because i never thought about that me either uh i don't know i don't remember the other one though i'm pulling them up now uh they were bubbles bubble bubbles. blossom bubbles and buttercup um (laughs) i like batman beyond i do but i'm gonna give this to powerpuff girls and here's why as much as I love Batman Beyond and it had some memorable episodes and I'm the bat, the bat trouble and, and all that. My favorite thing about Batman Beyond is the movie Batman Beyond colon return of the Joker. Hell yeah. It's good. It's a great, it's a great show, but it may also be the best episode in movie form <laughs> of Batman Beyond. Now, where is part of the show or not? No, it wasn't. It was. It was okay. definitely. I mean, it's it's in canon, right? But it's it was made outside of the show. Sure. Um, sure. you know, was, they did it for direct video release. Mm-hmm. Um, Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls knew knew what it was. It gave you what it was, and it was good at what it did. Um, and it gave you Mojo Jojo. So for that alone, I'm going to give my vote to Powerpuff Girls. Hmm. Uh, I got. I do like Powerpuff Girls. It's it, very original, um, and the comedy is on point. Uh, there was a lot of really funny bits. I really liked. It was my first introduction that I remember of like a trans character. There was um. Oh, yeah. oh him. Was, him. Oh, that's cool. Um, or at least cross-dressing character. So I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool uh, and important. But Batman Beyond, man, I heard they were doing that, and I was like, "What's no one's what's." It felt very ballsy, like, oh, we're going to do Batman, but it's a completely different character, and he's in the future, and he's got a different suit on. I'm like, this this isn't going to be very good. And I got to say, Batman Beyond is is awesome. I think that shows a lot of fun. Um, and it's got an introduction designed by um, Darwin Cook. He did yep. the uh, animation for that. Yo, that is a great opening sequence, too. Yeah. And to do, to do an opening sequence that contains a different animation style from the actual show. Yeah. It's pretty ballsy itself. Yeah. I, I'm with you, JD. I uh, I hate it. I was like, they're canceling Batman and Superman to do this? Mm-hmm. What the yeah. hell? And then I saw the first episode, and I was like, all right, it's amazing. Very good. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called Batman of the Future, actually, in Britain. That's the that's the title yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Their titles are often, they have that kind of feel, like a just more direct 
like this is what the show is sometimes i remember uh, um they had done a similar thing marvel tried the same thing where they had a very popular cartoon uh-huh. and they were like let's fuck it up so they did <laughs> what, what was it called um where he goes peter goes into another dimension and there's a bunch of like cat people yeah, unlimited oh Oh, was that the hook? I never watched that. So that was the hook of it? That was so bad. It was actually the yeah. Spider-Man animated series character. Right. That show ends, I believe, with him getting sucked through a portal. And then it becomes Spider-Man Unlimited, where he's got a different costume and he's in a different oh. uni- different universe. It was kind of like Ben Riley's costume at the time. Yeah. Kind of. It was it was like ostensibly the same character, but I don't think I even knew that until later on yeah. that it was supposed to be the same one. Um, although that Spider-Man show ran its course, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like uh, some other Spider-Man shows that have been canceled, uh, one in particular. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Powerpuff Girls, I, I remember seeing the first episode and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I watched the later ones and I was never as into it as I was the first episode. I thought it was cool. I didn't see too many of them. I like the idea. Um, But Batman Beyond is phenomenal. I love to see characters in the future and, uh, you know, the occasional times, like when you saw the older Superman in Justice League or uh, Static. That was a good episode, yeah. But um, that's always fun. Or to see later versions of things is fun. The aesthetic was cool. And to go from being like, what is this nonsense and then to loving it um i mean it was so good uh i gotta go batman beyond all right uh, gums has been chiming in she said my childhood i have all the thundercats dvds Ooh. now i would just like that toy you showed <laughs> the mountain, cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it she let us know blossom and bubbles so thank you thank you melissa yes thank you all right, so it looks like it's two votes for um, Batman Beyond, one vote for Powerpuff Girls, um, but that's fine. I, 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 I'm, I'm not mad with Batman Beyond moving on to the next round. That's fine with me. Uh, next up we have, now this one, this is going to be actually very rough. We have Looney Tunes versus South Park. Not tough. <laughs> Really? Why do you say? Why do you say so, B? Uh, I never got into South Park, and part of it is not the fault of the show. I lived in two different houses growing up. My parents were divorced, and I would go back and forth during the week and and weekends. Um, we don't need to get into the schedule, but I was at my dad's house on Wednesdays, and uh, he didn't have cable growing up. They didn't oh. have cable there when when we moved in, and they eventually did, but he never got it at that house. Um, so I saw the first episode and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious, but then I didn't watch it for many years and you know, it's good. It's not quite my style of humor, but some of it really, you know, some of it is very good and very funny and I really like it. Just don't have the experience. And Looney Tunes is, Looney Tunes is a hallmark. It's a classic. I mean, in some ways negatively, because after Looney Tunes and Tex Avery, everyone thought cartoons had to be that, you know, that's true. Animation had to be that when it really doesn't. But in some ways, that's a mark of how good and successful that show is. You can't control people's reactions in that way. Um, Going from like the early, like crazy abstract 50s stuff with like Brunhilde and and that kind of thing. And some of the more like esoteric animation that they would do. 
or uh, you know, with the big red, the hairy guy, and that series of pipes that he goes, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that is just gorgeous and like like um mod. What is it like um mid-century modern animation, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I gotta gotta go Looney Tunes. We saved JD. I have laughed longer and harder at South Park than probably uh, a lot of things. Um, I, that was another show where there was it was culturally relevant in that I was in college at the time and I was uh, I didn't live in the dorm, but I was there enough that I basically lived in the dorms with my friends. Right. And we would when it was time. Well, oh wait, bef- yeah. So before I even get to that. There was a cassette tape, a VHS tape that was making the rounds in our college. Oh, that was the original episode of South Park, and it was Santa versus Jesus. Yes, yes. and we got a hold of that, and we watched that over and over, and we shared it with our friends, and we dubbed it with our other, and to, to share with our other friends to hand out to people. And it was this underground thing that we were like, "What the hell is this? Even this is amazing!" And then it became a show. And so then we would meet up. I forget what day of the week, but we would meet up in the common area Wednesday. where there was a big TV and a lot of like long couches for people to like lay on and stuff. And the whole thing would fill up with people just sitting there ready to watch South Park. Yep. Um, yep. And every, it was it was such a good time. It was almost a party um, because of this TV show. Hmm. And it was it was so funny. And, and then it became all, an entirely different thing where it was like, Originally, it was like, ah, dicks and farts. Isn't that funny? And then it became this um, political show where it was making commentary. The week that a certain event would happen, they would have an episode ready by the end of that week to discuss that event. Um, And they had a lot of important things to say. I didn't always agree with them, but they always had a a stance and they always uh, came out swinging with the the comedy of it. What a show. What a fucking show. That being said, Looney Tunes is like the cartoon show. Um, when I was yeah. growing up, like all of those, all of those characters are classics. Everyone knows who they are. Everyone gets it. Um, and they, they were breaking boundaries way back in the day before South Park. Um, I think without Looney Tunes, you wouldn't even have many of the animated shows that we have now. Certainly so, not Tiny Tunes. What? Certainly not Tiny Tunes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just just to give it to give it the respect it deserves, I gotta go Looney Tunes, even though yeah. the South Park was a really big cultural milestone in my uh college years. Hmm. Yeah, um I, I like South Park. I still I still enjoy South Park. Um, I'm still amazed at some of the commentary and the jokes that they that they do. South Park the movie. Um, it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I can put With it legitimately on. catchy songs. Yes. Good movie. Yes. There are many times I find myself, you know, um, cleaning in the house, wondering what would Brian Boitano do? Nice. <laughs> still singing that song. So um, it, it definitely tickles me. But Looney Tunes, man, there are some, and because of the nature of what it, of what Looney Tunes was historically, like, you know, these were um, eight minute cartoons that were made for the movie theaters back right. in the thirties and forties and fifties. They show them. Oh, They're yes. Cool. 
yeah, yeah. These were originally would play before the films yeah. in the movie theaters. It was only in the late, not late, like at about the early to mid '60s when animated um, films started going out of style in the movie theaters that they realized and TV TV had grown into such a thing. Hey, we can show these things on television. Yeah. And they first showed up on television in prime time because it was speaking yeah. to kids' childhood. Um, and it was only then later, a few years later, that it, it made its way to Saturday morning because that's where um, cartoons started to be find a home How about that? on television in the mid-60s. Um, but because of the nature of it, those sh those cartoons, you know, some were maybe not so as funny as others. Some starred Buzz Bunny, some starred Daffy Duck, some were more commentary on pop uh, pop art, like you said, mm. said B. But you know, you go down the names who worked on them, Tex Avery, Fritz Freeling, Robert McKimson, Chuck Jones. Um, you've got you've got the 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 legends of animation behind there. And you can there's some there are some episodes, some of those cartoons, especially when it's Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd in them, I can just sit and watch and laugh my Duck ass suit. off. You, um, you can have your Dragon Ball Z. I can. I can. Prosthetic, just like Ang Hill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So I think we're going to give that one to, to Looney Tunes, but it is not without giving South Park its just due. It just yeah. ran up against somebody that it there's no way that it's going to top. Yeah. 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 All right, so we have uh, so many. There are so many in my head of, of cartoons that we haven't touched on. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear what these last two are going to be. <laughs> well, these are well, these are the last two for the first round. We still got a whole nother like second round that is. Oh, oh yeah. This oh, I thought we went through all sixty four and then the second round. No, was... no, no. This is we have just gone through with with this. Um, we've got two more. Which through which we will go through the first second, the first 32. Oh, and then and tomorrow we've got 32 more to go through. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Simpy on that list, Len. We shall see. We shall see. Wait, JD. What would you say, JD? Which one? Ren and Stimpy and um, Spectacular Spider Man better be on that list. You go ahead. Go, go, go. <laughs> Next on the list, and I have a funny feeling. Oh. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I just want to. The people are the people. Um, I have something to say. Uh, David M. Matthew says, I loved, loved Batman Beyond. Just go. waiting for the DCU to ruin it in live action. LOL. Hashtag make mine Marvel. I hear him. I hear him. I, I hope they never do that. Um, that being also, said, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, going to say, if they did a computer animated Batman Beyond, Ooh. I'd be there for that. What were you going to say? Of, I was thinking of if they had um, 1989 Batman. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton playing the old. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Conroy could play him now. You know, I mean, no, I saw him acting in the in the WB. We don't need that. Yeah. 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 Kevin Conroy is a really great voice actor. He is one of the best. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Will Friedel also. 
an excellent voice who did Terry McGinnis and many other things. Yes, most definitely. Uh, he did Lion-O in the Thundercats reboot. Oh, funny. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, JD. Since you you threw this gauntlet down, so you've cast uh, Michael Keaton as old Bruce Wayne. Who's Terry McGinnis? Will Friedle. No, <laughs> I can tell. I, I can tell you who I, I would want to. I got to pick. I got to pick, but they'll they can't afford them. But I want to hear JD's choice. I think we might have picked the same pick for a kid. How? What is he? A teenager? It's got to be at least a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that many teenage actors. I'm getting too old. Who do you Who do you got? They can't. Who you got, B? Uh, Tom Holland. That's who I was going to say. Here we go. I thought we might have. Yeah. Perfect. I agree. He's a lot of Spider Man anyway. You know, Batman Beyond. Yeah, he is. Sure. Yeah. Most yeah, definitely, yeah. especially yeah. in those first couple of years. Yeah. Of the yeah, show. Yeah. I love it. He gets more and more competent though throughout the series. It's yeah. something every series would do, but. It was cool. Very right, cool. Good. Next up, I have a funny feeling this is going to be a quick one, only because I I know I'm I'm getting the taste of the taste of my co-host here. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop versus Sailor Moon. Come on. Never saw either one. Cowboy Bebop. Sure. Yeah, that seems cooler. It's very cooler. Yeah. Uh I got a lot of friends that like it, like it a lot. My friend Justin, my friend JD. Uh, <laughs> equals a lot. You're the one. <laughs> also, I'm white. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Hold up. Cowboy Bebop is cool. Cowboy oh. Bebop is a is a banging show with a banging soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. But Sailor Moon. Ooh. By the people who love Sailor Moon, they really love Sailor Moon. It spoke to them in a way that I don't know if we, as to be fair, to be honest, as men can really appreciate. Glenn, have you seen the show? You're talking as though you haven't seen the show. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I have seen oh, okay. it, but I didn't watch a whole lot of the show. I and you. I watched it enough to recognize, oh, this sounds, it seems like it's a really cool show. It's, um, uh, it spoke about um, themes that definitely, I could see where they reson would resonate with a young woman watching that show. Um, and it was a lot more, as, as cool as Cowboy Bebop was, Sailor Moon was a lot more mature of a show in some of the themes that it went to. Cowboy Bebop was just a fun adventure show. You know what I mean? It never really got too deep. With it. Very masculine. Yeah. And, very it, it, masculine it, show. And it was boy in the name. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah. But Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon <laughs> was definitely... As, as female driven as it was, was still a very cool adventure show. Um, and I would say that Cowboy Bebop, while its aesthetics were more, I think, were better than Sailor Moon, I would give Sailor Moon, I would say Sailor Moon was a better show. I, I'm, I'm going to give my vote to Sailor Moon. I'll tell you what, Len, you swayed me. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, cool. I think I have seen one episode of, and I did like the aesthetics, and I like the idea, but since I don't really know, your points are very good. You know, I got to tell you. And Sailor Moon, I can only judge from my own perspectives, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you say the, the ladies like it a lot, I like that half of humanity. You know, they're cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> if she uh, said, I'm away from me, Len. What'd you say? 
You took my Brian away from me. He was siding with me. Oh, no one will ever take me away from you, JD. Oh, good. But I am going to take you. <laughs> Where are you going, JD? Cowboy Bebop. I thought I made that clear. Oh, you did. You did. Skip and Bebop. And then Brian agreed with me. I did. And then he was like, nah. Yeah, and then I was like, nah. I don't have to keep going either way. <laughs> All right. So we've reached the last match for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the last match for today. And this one, these are two classic, um, two classics of animation. Mm. Um, and and some would say they're both still a little relevant. I don't know if I would say that. Um, and I'm sure that the two of you have seen them. It's Scooby-Doo versus the real Ghostbusters. Here's my thing with Scooby-Doo. This is my beef with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> They're never real. They're never real ghosts. They're never real supernatural things. And every time it was like, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> where are you? Where are the ghosts? I mean, when Batman and Robin guest starred, that was awesome. When the Harlem Globetrotters, the Globetrotters were awesome. Yeah. I have seen them in person. But can Batman and Robin and the entirety of the Harlem Globetrotters make up for the rest of Scooby-Doo, you know, make up for the fact that there are no real ghosts until you get to the movie later on. It was always like, uh, this show, I'll watch it, sure, because it's on TV and it's a cartoon and <laughs> it's right after and before other cartoons. But, you know, it was so real world. Uh, no. And real Ghostbusters was cool. It was all right. That's the one with the monkey, right? It was the ape. I don't remember. No, no. The, 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 the real Ghostbusters are the real Ghostbusters based on the movie. There you go. Oh. Not, the, not the live action uh, Ghostbusters that you're thinking of, J-Day. Live action? Yeah, there was a live action show called The Ghostbusters that featured um, Foster Brooks and uh, Larry Stone. Dorch, the two stars of the old TV series F Troop, they oh, they starred on a Saturday morning live action show called The Ghostbusters, where they had a an ape, and they went around in this old jalopy, and they they fought ghosts, they busted they ghosts. Ghost. So not like Scooby Doo, they were real oh ghosts. oh oh you're oh he's talking about Filmation's Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, that was an animated series. And it was still fake, and it was still corny, and nobody liked it. Um, and that was Filmations trying to get in because they didn't have the license for Ghostbusters. But no, there was the real Ghostbusters yeah. who were... Yeah, that, that's what he's talking about. I, I, what yeah. am I thinking about? They seem very similar. The, oh, they were very similar. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they were trying to rip... Filmation was trying to rip it off. Filmation tries not, to... Filmation is not copyrighted or something? Well, I think, I think if I if I remember, I think the filmation show may have beat it to the punch. Oh, I got you. Um, which is why the the animated show that was based on the movies had to throw the real, real in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the that's the Ghostbuster we're talking about, the one that's based on the movie, not okay. not that one. I've uh, never, I don't remember any episodes of the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Um, so I, I, 
100% love the Ghostbusters movie. It is a classic. Uh, I could watch that movie anytime it's on. That movie's so good. Um, but I don't remember ever watching the cartoon, so I got to give it to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> is Len frozen on screen or frozen in life? <laughs> I think he's frozen on screen. Oh, I saw him blink oh, He's just holding it. He's holding it. <laughs> you know how I can tell? Because this the, the coloring was still changing, even though his face wasn't. <laughs> it was a giveaway. Funny. Oh, man. Um, the Real Ghostbusters, I loved that show when it, would, when it um, premiered. I loved it. Um, in the early days of streaming, I went back and like said, oh, I'm going to watch all of the real Ghostbusters. And I made it through five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it does not wear very well. Style. Yeah. There was a whole series of cartoons based on blockbuster movies at the time. Rambo. I remember really enjoying the, um, there was a Back to the Future cartoon. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Nye the Science Guy started on the Back to the Future cartoon. Really? As yep. a science guy. I don't remember that. I just heard yeah. about it later. I had no uh, idea. What was the one you mentioned, JD? The other one? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was cool. Uh, there was a RoboCop and Rambo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes. <laughs> so I remember I remember. Uh, I had, um, there was the uh, action figure for Rambo. Mm -hmm. He had that little jade pendant that he had um, that yep. his girlfriend gave him, I think in Vietnam or something. And, um, yeah, I used to love that cartoon and all the action figures. And then, as an adult, I went back and watched First Blood. Uh -huh. And the whole movie, I'm like, they made a children's cartoon out of this, this Vietnam vet with PTSD. Yes. And he goes around like, murdering police officers in a small town. Yes. Yeah. I was going to make a joke. I was going to make a joke about, you know, Rambo, RoboCop, and then some very adult movie. There isn't one more so than Rambo. Yeah, to make that joke with. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or RoboCop. Right. That is one of the most yeah, boring true. That's true. Movies. Yeah. But but to this fight, Scooby Doo versus right. the real Ghostbusters. Right. Um, I'm like you, um, be the stick of uh, Scooby Doo quickly wore thin with me because yeah. I was like you was mm -hmm. waiting for at least one of these to be a real ghost. Right, yeah. Enough with the masks. Yeah, and, and especially when he started teaming up with Batman and Robin, because I was like, well, Batman and Robin don't need these kids to catch crooks. Right. Batman so, and Robin. <laughs> the Batman and Robin. Right. You know what I mean? Come on. Maybe the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, I mean, you can't catch yeah. a crook with a basketball. That's not what they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I would like to give it to the real Ghostbusters just because I do love the Ghostbusters. I had a proton pack and shit. Excellent. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen the real Ghostbusters. So I, and I, I would want to give it to the real Ghostbusters for that alone, too. However, the, the the truth of the matter is though, is that Scooby Doo mm. started in 1969. Did it really? What? The first season of Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Wow. was in 1969. Scooby-Doo is still a thing. Kids still know Scooby-Doo. They are wow. still putting out Scooby-Doo yeah. TV series, new yeah. Scooby-Doo yeah. TV series that kids are watching and enjoying. And they That's did eventually get to the real ghosts, too. 
I believe in one of the movies that said right. the real monsters or something. And, and I think, and I think they've even worked its way into the animated, some of the animated shows now. Like it's not just going after crooks. Um, it's cool. So I got to give it to. There's a cultural rev- uh, relevance mm. to Scooby Doo that the real Ghostbusters, no matter what they keep trying to do with the movies, it will never have. It's I got to, especially it's in this animated world. So I yeah. got to give my vote to Scooby Doo. I do. What's that? I think we can all agree that. Um, Scrappy Doo, I think we want to punt that dog off of a bridge. Yes. I have no problem with Scrappy Doo. What? I never had. It was six. <laughs> I mean, it was 1969. Things were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was all hopped up on on quaaludes. Uppers and uppers and downers and ciders. Ciders, ah oh, man, those ciders will get you. <laughs> rounders. I had a couple of rounders. Back in the 60s. We were just talking to Len about how ciders are, you can't find ciders right now. They're all <laughs> yeah, beer only. <laughs> uh, I pronounce it to be the joke of the season. We've done it. <laughs> all right, so it looks like Scooby Doo. Which is a joke from some other animated show. Scooby Doo has taken uh, that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have finished the first 32 of our animated madness. Um, we will resume this tomorrow. Stay tuned in the Triple Nation Facebook group for when we'll get together we'll, uh, to do this again. It depends on when I can rally these guys around what time works for them we'll figure it out and we'll let you know i hope you have enjoyed it uh melissa all the way from the netherlands um yes that's right she's all the way in the netherlands wow. oh awesome yeah she's 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 good people i love myself some melissa gump she is she's she's dope uh and anybody else that is sitting there uh checking us out tune in tomorrow we've got 32 more animated series that we've got to go through. It promises to be a lot of fun and we'll see if we can't wrangle in. Um, I think we have room, we have space for one more head. So we'll see if we can't wrangle one more head to join us tomorrow. Right. Um, same being, triple time, same triple channel. Hey, I'm down for two o'clock. If two o'clock works for y'all, two o'clock works for me. We'll see it live tomorrow at two. PM. We'll see. So we'll make it more like two 30. We'll be here two 30 tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, but live, but live, but live. Uh, JDB, thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn. You're you're my favorite white initials. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs> All right, uh, we're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you uh, want to hear this in an edited or a, uh, bye. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>